0: Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong.
1: Today's guest is Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek Magazine. Ron sits as Senior Vice President of Honolulu Star Bulletin. He worked in special education for the Department of Education and was a counselor for the Foundation of the Junior Deaf and Blind in California. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Ron Nagasawa. Welcome to our show, Ron.
2: Hi, Carrie. Evan, hi.
1: So, Ron, you're the publisher, I I mentioned Midweek, Hawaii or HI Luxury Magazine, and also the in-flight magazine for Go Airlines. You have a lot on your plate. What's your daily routine like?
2: Boy, daily routine... Probably similar to what your guys' routine is, I would imagine. But uh, you know, we've just recently taken on the um, the two magazines, the High Luxury, and also the I Fly Go, which is the Go Airlines in-flight magazine. Um, you know, we we assembled our team from uh, probably from midweek, and we put that together in order to do the magazines. So it's been a it's been a real exciting different venture uh, for me, anyway. Um, you know we have lots of fun putting out midweek twice a week and uh, when uh, when we were when we were told about the uh, the magazines you know we're a little bit hesitant at first because you know we didn't want to take on too much and not have quality product but um, you know our our president who's Dennis Francis you know he has uh, great confidence in the abilities Mm -hmm. of uh, of our employees and everything so uh, we decided to have a go at it, and uh, boy, the results were just uh, just tremendous. So you've been with Midweek for 23 years. Is that your first job? No, actually it's not. Um, although probably you're you're judging that on how young I look, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be my first job. But no, actually I've done a lot of things before coming on board to uh, to Midweek, um, which is uh, yeah about 23 years ago. Um, I started, which is in 1984 when Midweek actually started. I uh, came on board as a uh, sales assistant for our commercial printing division. Um, now, division sounds like a big word, but back at that time, it was me and this other guy, uh, Neil Nakamura. We were like sharing one desk. Our filing cabinet was a cardboard box, and we were located in Kaneyoi. Where you know, after we moved out of there because it was just too small, uh, they turned it into like the Salvation Army, and you know, I don't know what it is now, but um, you know, it was uh, it was a, it was really really a small start. What were you doing before midweek? Before midweek, I was doing a, a really a whole bunch of different things, uh, odd jobs. You know, Kerry mentioned a couple of things, but, you know, if you want to go through the whole chronology of everything I did, I mean, started my first job actually was uh, picking pineapple, in Oahu. I guess that's a prerequisite for anybody who comes from Oahu, and uh, <clears throat> I did that for first summer because, you know, my father who was uh, a, a local boy but um, army. Uh, says, you know, all of our kids are going to go work in the pineapple fields or in the cannery, so that you can appreciate the value of money. You know, um, but uh, it, it, as it ends up, it was such such hard work we didn't appreciate anything. Uh, I mean, I couldn't wait to get to wait to get out of there. Although there's some good memories about uh, picking pineapples. Uh, from there, I went straight into uh, working for Foodland Supermarket in Wahawa and I started out as a um, what they call a courtesy clerk, which is a bag boy, really, you know, getting wagons and bagging groceries. But it was at a time at Foodland where <clears throat> they were coming up with this program where they would train all the all the bag boys to be able to run the register, stock, work in the produce department, so we could kind of float all over. That way, when people went on vacation, we could fill in for them, or we could go and help and open other stores. So I was kind of like one of the prototype positions uh, at that time, so... And it was a great experience working for them. From there, I went to uh, McInerney, Alamoana, and I was selling clothing and, you know, men's suits, men's furnishings, and that kind of thing. So that was fun, you know, because we got to really dress up. And I, probably at that time, McInerney was really the one of the high-end stores uh, versus now, which just about every other store is definitely high-end fashion. Um, I did that, and then just about then I was getting interested in, you know some other things like uh, the the special education aspect, and uh, I had gone to um, I had gone to California one summer, and I was with the Foundation for the Junior Deaf and Blind in uh, Los Angeles, California. Well, they run a camp every summer, for uh, that's open to all the kids across the nation, um, and they pay for everything. It's really great, and it doesn't even matter if you have money and you can afford to go. Uh, it, it just any 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 child. Uh, who wants to go to this camp uh, goes. And it's fantastic because being in California, it's in Malibu, California, you know, there's a lot of assistance from, you know, celebrities, you know, who who donate uh, their time and also things like, you know, they donate horses for the, you know, that kind of thing. So that was a truly, truly great experience for me because we were basic, we had no training. Um, in either sign language or, you know, or working with, uh, blind. And, uh, they just basically threw us or, you know, assigned us to, uh, a group, whether it was blind children or whether it was deaf children. And, um, we would bunk in the same cabins, you know, we would, uh, do all of our activities together and all of that. So, you know, I really, I really got to experience, um, something that I've never experienced before. And, uh... In turn, I actually learned quite a bit from, you know, from these children. And some like I said, some of them were very privileged, and some of them were not. And some of them had, in fact, had very unfortunate lives because of the disabilities, you know, that they may have been abused or something like that. But uh, what this camp posed was that, you know, uh, we were all the same. We were all campers there, and we were just there to have fun. And they taught me sign language, and uh, in... Uh, and working with the the blind, the blind children. Now I know there's a lot of negative connotation when you say deaf or blind and things like that. You know they have other terms like sight save, sight savers, or hard of hearing. But uh, honest truth is, um, the children or the the young adults that are blind or deaf, you know it does doesn't bother them at all. And it really bothers them when you start to treat them differently than you would, um, you know anybody else. So. It was a, a a truly great experience and taught me a lot about myself and, you know, kind of brings you back down to earth and make, helps you to really understand. Like my father's lesson with learning the value of money, well, it, it helps you to understand the value of everything that you have and really to appreciate it.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
2: This is Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio.
1: We're back with Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek. So, Ron, after you spent some time in California, you came back to Hawaii. What brought you back?
2: Mostly my family. Uh, You know, we have a we had a a close family. That's um, uh, my mom and dad, of course, and uh, I have two. I have a brother and a sister, both younger than me. But we're all in a row, uh, so my mom really wanted me to come home and uh, you know just to be with the family, and uh, uh, and I was looking forward to coming back home too as well. Although when I left, I really had a, a job opportunity to go back up to California and work for the foundation uh, full time. But I came back and I decided that I would um, try getting getting you know getting a job. So I did. I landed one with the Department of Education as a um, substitute substitute teacher but for the sub, uh, special education and actually it was for private home tutoring. And, you know, it was really for special, very, very special cases of special education. Now, why they would put somebody who has no experience in, to do that, I'm not really sure, but um, I think my experience in California uh, is what kind of paved the way for me to, to try and do that. And that was also a very interesting job because I worked for the Central District, and when they had children who wouldn't, who wouldn't fit in for some reason into special education classes, I would go to their homes and tutor them, tutor them there. And, it's, uh, and to understand, one of, the, one of the children, she had what's called Prader-Willi syndrome. And what that is is an, uh, a birth defect that has them, they have the inability to stop eating. What they will do is actually they, they can eat themselves to death. And uh, the parents have to actually lock the children in their rooms at night, um, that type of thing. And uh, they also have a, a learning disability and um, some emotional problems, you know, where they could go into fits of violent rage. But uh, this was a very, very sweet girl, you know. I, and I couldn't imagine that she would be any kind of a problem. So I went and her, her mother and father, her parents really were very supportive uh of her and you know, I just I had a total appreciation for what they had to go through. Um, because you know, there was one occasion where I showed up uh showed up for lessons and everything and uh they says, you know, we can't do it today and I said, Why what happened? She says, Well she snuck out of she got snuck out of her room last night and then she smuggled a five pound bag of sugar into the bathroom and she consumed the entire bag, you know, with water or something like that. So, you know, to comprehend the kind of fear that they have to go through, is it was un- unreal. But other than that, to me, she was a, a normal little girl. And we, you know, we progressed with uh, schooling and we got, her, we got her tested. And the mother had found a, a home for Prayer Willie children and young adults where they could live their lives, um, live their lives there. And uh, we got her qualified, uh, interviewed for that, and so when by the time I left, everything was pretty well set up for for her. So it was uh, a, a story with a happy ending.
1: So how did you get attracted <coughs> or involved in being, you know, returning to sales, but for midweek?
2: The the midweek job was kind of a fluke. You know, I I, uh, I have no background in uh, either journalism or well, I do have some sales background, having worked at McInerney and Foodland, but uh, my my sister, who was working for Burger King at the time, she had she was going out with this guy who worked for Midweek or Sunpress. Actually, it was called Sunpress then, and he was in charge of the commercial printing. Well, we had met when I was I was spinning, uh, DJing records and things, you know, mobile disco back in back in those days, and uh, <clears throat> we had met at some party that we were doing for Burger King, some Christmas party or something. So he was looking for an assistant, so he had asked my sister, you know. You know, you think your brother might be interested um, in, um, you know, in working. So uh, about that time, I had, I was going to go to California because for the position in, uh, at the foundation. And uh, I had plane tickets and, and everything. I was ready to go. But my mom really still wanted me to stay. So she says, you know, why don't you go and interview for the job? So I did. You know, I was, I was kind of nonchalant about it. But I says, okay, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt. So I went and <clears throat> interviewed and you know I really felt like I didn't do a great job because you know I have zero experience and I think one of the questions the publisher at the time was asking asked me was you know how's your math abilities and you know I was just being honest I said it's pretty terrible and uh in the meantime my you know um um my sister's boyfriend he's elbowing me you know I said don't say that you know but I had taken a tour just before I went into interview with the publisher I wore a nice white polo shirt Long sleeve and I had gone into the press room just for a little tour and On the way going in, there just had one doorway to get into the office and A pressman was coming out from the bathroom and we were going in to go see the publisher and as we passed each other, we ru- I rubbed up against him, and my whole arm was coated with black ink so when we went into the interview, and I says, "How am I going to try to cover this?" you know on an interview great impression, but basically says, "Well, you know." I believe you actually have to hire me now because you destroyed my shirt. So, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. But I didn't think I got the job. So, here I was, it was a I think it was a Sunday night going into Monday. I was going to leave on Monday and I get a phone call. Oh, it's my my sister's boyfriend. He says, "Ron, you got the job." So, instead of flying out to California, you know, I uh, was preparing to go uh, work at the new position. Uh this is back in uh, 1984.
1: Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com.
0: Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you get packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying
2: is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. This is Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're
1: back with Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek.
0: Midweek and Star Bulletin do a lot of community service in relation to the core business. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you're involved with that and what you folks are doing?
2: You know, that's a huge part of, of, of what we do. You know, we for sure, we see ourselves um, midweek especially, but also the Star Bulletin as um, in, incredibly community oriented. You know, I, I have the privilege of being exposed to so many good causes through midweek because, of course, a lot of people uh, would like us to write about them and to feature them uh, in all aspects of the publication. But, you know, we're really in a position where we can help uh, you know a lot of these causes and a lot of the ongoing work um, that a lot of these services do so and of course we partner up with um uh, with the honlu star bulletin and it's just a great partnership media wise print media wise because here we have um a, a daily newspaper you know which is uh, you know which is published both morning and morning and afternoon, and also we have midweek, which is published twice a week, but our circulation of course is island wide so when you combine those two together, you know, we're, we're pretty much a force to be reckoned with, and we certainly are a, a voice that's listened to in the, in the community. Um, I can tell you there's countless stories of successes just by simply being in midweek or by being on the cover. And the cover, sto- the cover story stories are tremendous. I think you guys have a story as well, right, about being on the cover of midweek. But for, for community... It's it's just done a tremendous tremendous uh, thing. Um, Can you share a story? Absolutely. You know, uh, one of our one of our more popular uh, issues besides our swimsuit issue <laughs> is the most wanted when we work with um, with uh, Crime Stoppers. And uh, we you know we of course we publish ten ten of the most wanted uh, criminals in Hawaii or people that they want to bring in and get off the streets. And we've been doing that. we've been doing that for quite a few years. Every time we do it, you know we're we're really surprised by the response that it gets. You know we We, we put out an issue, and you know, of course, the, their faces are on the on the cover of midweek. It's the only issue where people don't want to be on the cover of midweek, yeah. but um, and a little bit of a description of why they're being sought and, and all that as soon as and I mean, as soon as the issue hits the street. The, you know the, the the Crime Stoppers. Their calls. They're just flooded with calls and information and tips, uh, which they act on. A um, uh, one year we even had uh, the mother of one of the persons. You know, on the cover who was wanted, call in only because she wanted to protect him from you know, you know from some mob or you know somebody you know trying to turn him in or something like that. So it's really effective and. I think one year we had pretty much 100% capture rate, and but every year it's really it's really very high, and you know we've won, we've gotten received awards uh, from Crime Stoppers um, for being an effect very effective uh, media. So in that sense, again, it's it's just a it's just a really a tool by which we can help serve the serve the community.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
0: in cool on Hawaiian time Neptune nice, the sunshine in your mouth
1: Neptune Nights For bubble tea supplies Happy in your friends. home, at a party, or business, like contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at mouth. bubbletea.com
0: Neptune nice, the sunshine in your mouth GreaterGoodRadio.com.
2: This is Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek. Join me in listening to Kerry and Evan on Greater Good Radio.
1: We're back with Ron Nagasawa, publisher of Midweek.
0: What's the most rewarding experience you've had with uh, teaming up Midweek's distribution with a nonprofit or some type of community cause?
2: There's you know there's so many there's so many stories that are so fulfilling. We've done you know from easter seals to you know the sexual uh, sexual abuse uh, treatment center you know small very small uh obscure type of uh, charitable organizations that really need the kind of exposure that uh, that midweek can give them and uh but the big ones as well and you know i think the rewarding part for me is that i do have the ability to get involved with so many different organizations you know it would be great to f- to focus uh, a lot of my time on it, maybe on a single, on a single charity. But what this offers me is the ability to to meet all these different organizations, meet the people who are involved, meet the people who they're helping, and uh, and really find a way for other people to get involved with them and try to help their causes. So the, to to me, that's the most fulfilling thing. It's not just any one particular one; it's actually all of them together.
1: Was this easy for you to you know utilize? The media, being that you're in media, as a tool to help get out a nonprofit message, because there's a lot of employers that are trying to figure out <clears throat> how do I give back to the community and actually realizing what they can do.
2: You know, it, it is a um, it is a it is a great tool, and uh, you know we kind of see ourselves as um, a, a, a tremendous service, you know, to a lot of these businesses that also are involved with these organizations so uh, and through through publicizing you know the different events that they're they're involved with or even just their year-round activities you know i think um, everybody benefits from it and it's not just it's not necessarily just the cover stories you know we have inside features you know we write about newsmake we call that newsmaker or we call another feature called uh, riveter you know it's just about different things that are happening to different people from all walks of life uh, who live here on our island, we have our business roundtable where we talk to business leaders. Um, you know something similar to your radio program here, but we don't we don't tell them what to what to say or what to write. We just give them an open format, and they can pretty much write about whatever they want to about their business or how they help the community, and all of that. And uh, you know that's just a tremendous thing. You know we run tons of photos uh, in midweek. You know, we do the highly popular Paina pages, which really started out as a um, a venue where we could t- take photographs of um, really charitable events. It started out, and uh, it's just branched out now. Our, the demand, you know, for us to please try and you know uh, do a Paina is just is just tremendous. You know, we we've, we've got a tremendous backlog, and so we're trying to catch up with that. But and we're trying to run multiple. I mean, you could we could virtually put out a newspaper just consisting of uh, paenas. But you know that's good in that it shows people who you know who the real people who are involved with a lot of these causes. You know they they show up to these uh, to these benefits or they're pitching in and you know over the course of the 23 years that midweek's been out, you, it's pretty safe for me to say that probably yourselves or anybody you know. You've seen their picture in Midweek or you've read about them in Midweek and you know I always tell I always tell people that I feel like Midweek is you know the people's newspaper here.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host Evan Leong and Carrie Leong saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio. Hawaii.